Welcome to the Skift Podcast, weekly conversations on global travel trend lines. The tourism marketing slogan presents challenges. Like any other brand that tries to sell its benefits with a catchy phrase, destinations have to grab consumers' attention and get an idea stuck in their brains so the next time they start planning a trip to someplace historic, Greece's all-time classic may be stuck in their head. Or when they want to hit the beach, they think Fort Lauderdale's, hello, Sonny. But for every iconic slogan like I Love New York, there are examples like Edinburgh's Incrediburg or Ohio's new Find It Here that really miss the mark. But luckily, that's not a problem for our next guests. We're joined today by Virginia Tourism Corporation President and CEO Rita McClenney. Virginia lays claim to Virginia is for lovers, which has served the state well for 47 years. We're also joined by Arnie DeGeorge, Executive Creative Director of the Las Vegas account from R&R Partners, the firm behind what happens here stays here, Las Vegas's tagline since 2003. I'm host Jason Clampett, sitting in this week for Hannah Sampson. I'm joined by Skift Editor Andrew Shavakman. So to start, let's 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 go with how do you come up with a slogan like Virginia's for lovers or what happens here stays here. Um, let's start with Arnie on on the um, on the advertising side and the, on the creative side. Um, what's the process typically like? Well, I mean, we we, we started with uh, a lot of uh, research um, and came to the uh, conclusion that uh, Vegas was all about adult freedom, and so you know once we had that. You know, we tried to take that truth about about Vegas and and what Vegas stands for, and put that together with something that was inside consumers. And uh, you know, that whole notion of um, of what stays, what happens on the road, stays on the road, has always been a kind of inside inside consumers, anyways. Um, so we just sort of uh, did a little borrowed uh, interest on it uh, and put it together with some some great communications and some very very interesting uh, uh, pieces of work to to get it out there. And uh, it's it's kind of been here ever since. So, Rita, Virginia is for Lovers is one of the oldest tourism campaigns in the U.S. Can you talk about its origins? I understand that it originally started off segmented by interests for food lovers, for outdoor lovers, and only settled into the final one by accident. Yes, Andrew, 47 years young, Virginia's for Lovers actually started off with the notion of romance. And it was a bride magazine that showed a couple in Virginia Beach sauntering through the sand and the surf. And it has evolved into whatever you love in a vacation, you can find it in Virginia. And yes, now we look at interest and experiences that the travelers want to engage in. And we really have these brand calls for history, music, sports, outdoor, mountains, wine, beer. You see where I'm going. So it really does encompass a lot of interest. And we don't geo-target. We really target the experience. Um, to bring it back to, to Virginia, um, you know, you've had this longevity um, I don't think, I think um, I Love New York came about in the 70s. Why do you think you've had the longevity and why have, why is Virginia stuck with this campaign the entire time? We see that there's so much potential in it and the evolution of it has happened sometimes easily, sometimes not so easily, but there were ideas to change it. 
It was changed once upon a time, and we went rushing back to Virginia's for lovers. And because it is recognized around the world, we just kept saying, how can we make this interesting and something that's in the moment and something that can stay on a consumer's mind and something that they can tap into? And our current direction is historic life experiences. So where we're going now, in addition to the mantras for the experience interest, but going at looking at a family, friends, a couple, you know, whether it's a wedding or whatever the case may be, it's creating your historic life experience. So we're having so much fun with that. So in the case of Vegas, getting back to that, the coining of what happened in Vegas didn't happen in a vacuum at the time. Vegas was facing a few struggles, uh, along with a lot of tourism in the U.S. So what else was happening in the city and the culture at large that helped make it click? Um, are, do, do you mean when it was back in 2003 when, yeah. we, when we did the slogan? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know, it was um, it, it it was interesting. We we had some award winning campaigns that we were we were doing for Vegas back then that uh, it's still about adult freedom, but um, they weren't what happens here stays here. And then of course nine eleven happened, and and uh, when when nine eleven happened, um, you know everything changed. We started we we started doing campaigns that were all about come here and be safe, and they were a lot less edgy, and they they were were basically, you know campaigns that were right for that time. Uh, and we, we, we ended up bringing people back pretty quickly to Vegas. But then that's when we said, okay, you know, let's look at everything again. Let's, uh, you know, we, we're, we've discontinued for a while the campaign that we had. We've gone on this other kind of, kind of route. And that's when we, we looked back at our research again and looked back at adult freedom and, and uh, um, you know, ended up with the What Happens to Sacer campaign. Um, it, it did happen really because of 911 i i don't know if it i don't know if we would have ever ever got there if it wasn't for 911 to be honest because that did put a stop in where we were and and led us to a to a new place and why was that the right response to 911 and and the tourism um, needs and the tourism needs after it you know i was i know it wasn't a response to 911 did you say hey, party but why was that the right response why was was which response the right response to 9/11? The what happens here stays here. Yeah, it wasn't a 9/11 uh, wasn't a or what happens here stays here wasn't a response to 9/11. Nine, there there was a complete other campaign in between okay. before yeah. what happens here stays here came that that was a response to 9/11. But that did that was an interim period where we had a completely different campaign from where we were, and then when and then when things started to come back to normal a little bit we. We we re looked at what we were doing and and went in this new and went in the what happens here stays here direction. Uh, so what in in essence us having to change because of of nine eleven uh, did put some interim period about there where we had to rethink everything uh, and led us in the end to what happens here stays here. I see, um, Rita. What what needs to happen on the ground with all the invested parties, the hotels, the meeting spaces and everything to reinforce the marketing message along the way? Or does it not really happen once people are already in the destination? Oh, that's a great question, Jason. Through our grants programs, we drive all of our partners to use Virginia is for lovers. It can go along and live along with their individual campaigns. But because Virginia is for lovers does resonate, 
because people typically are coming for one of those drivers that we are promoting. And people, like when they see it, um, it brings a smile, it brings a sense of familiarity. And really the Virginia's for Lovers, again, resonates with so many products. And we just, we just know that the communities that we work with, the locations, the hotels, the restaurants, all of those, the uh, one huge thing now that the chefs and so many of our award-winning restaurants are wearing, the trucker's hat that has Virginia's for Lovers on it. We have a campaign with our ABC, which in Virginia is a licensed uh, store that sells spirits and Virginia wines. And we have a product promotion going with them where the consumer can buy barware and a simple, you know, group of uh, merchandise, clothing items like ball caps and T-shirts. So it all kind of lives to cross-promote not only the drivers, but also the things that people want to consume. And in our ads, we show the product. So if you see an ad in a restaurant with... Um, a fire flame throwing bartender uh, mixing um, a cocktail, he'll have on a Virginia's for Lovers t-shirt. So we try to have it all live together so it, it looks seamless and hopefully that will just resonate in the person's mind. Wow, that brings out something in me that I want to attach myself to. Uh, what are some pitfalls that can trap people when trying to capture a slogan to brand a place? I'm thinking Oklahoma is okay, or Pennsylvania's new Pennsylvania, pursue your happiness. Um, Arnie, you know, Las Vegas has gone through a lot of different iterations. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I think that the most important thing you can do uh, is make sure that it's ultimately very, very truthful. I mean, truth is powerful. And, uh, and if you live the truth of your brand and you and you put that together with the truth inside consumers, you'll win. If you if it isn't the truth and you're trying to be something that you really aren't, you have very little chance. And so uh, um, I think that's the, the, the power of what happens here stays here. Um, and if you're going to get into pitfalls, that's where you're going to get into pitfalls. You're, you're going to try and create something where there really isn't anything. And uh, uh, that's that's almost impossible to do. Yeah, and I think it's like great storytelling. If the person can put themselves in the picture, then they're telling their own story and it's incorporating the brand in their lives and in their storytelling of their vacation experience or their convention experience or their, um, again, wedding or whatever the, the, the moment is in their lives, that brand can live there with it and it feels authentic and it is authentic. That's exactly what we try and do with what happens here stays here. We, we don't, we don't like to show the story. We want people to imagine what the story is going to be. I mean, if you think about a trip to Las Vegas, you know, your imagination can pretty much run wild. And so that's that's one of the beauties of what happens or stays here anyways. Um, we, we don't give the picture. We, we let them create the picture. We could never really create the picture for everything that's going to happen in Las Vegas. It's too it's too diverse. Um, it's too exciting. There are too many things going on. We could never really show everything that can happen to you here, and we wouldn't even want to. We, we want you to go there in your heads. And, and we've, we've created a campaign where when you see what happens here, stays here, come up on the screen, you go, your head goes to all of those great places in Vegas and all those wonderful things you can do. And um, that, that works better than any you know mass communication that tried to cover all those things ever could. Because truth can be stranger than fiction. <laughs> what what, do you, what destinations that may not have the assets of a Vegas 
or the state of Virginia. What do you do when you're one of those states, though? Like the Fargo had a phrase for a while, it's warm here. And the idea, I think, was to get across that the people were warm and the experiences were warm. But most people were like, you know what, it's three below in the winter. Uh, it's not warm here. So when you have a destination with with fewer assets, you know, what are some of the ways um, that either the destination or a branding agency can tell a story around it? I think it is embedded in the research and who your target audience is and what you believe will resonate with those you are trying to attract to come to your destination. You really have to dig into who are you talking to? You know, again, looking deeply into your audience and then providing them something that is real, something that they can do. You can't oversell it. You just have to sell right through it. So define the heart of the message that you want to express and storytell to your targets. Yeah, we call the best uh, the, the 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 best customers for Vegas. We call them cores because they they live all the kind of core beliefs of Vegas. Now there are other there are other groups as well, but the the cores are really the heart and soul of uh, of what this town is. And so, if you're a Fargo, you, you you better look for what your absolute core is and what they're and what they're uh, looking for if they were ever to go to Fargo. And and you know if you if you find that, then of course you have to put it together with some compelling work. Um, that's 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 almost just as hard. But uh, uh, if you do get to the if you do get to the core strategy, you 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 have a, a hundred times better chance of, of actually becoming successful in the end. And there are times for us in Virginia, like we'll go for something new, like outdoor. We want to own outdoor. And if people wouldn't necessarily have outdoor to come naturally as a I want to go to Virginia to experience outdoor. We're taking the Creeper Trail. We're taking the Blue Ridge Parkway. We're taking Shenandoah National Park. We are taking our state parks. We're just going all the way. We're developing a trail angel program. So we're just, you know, everything that you can do outdoor, we're just, you know, layering it and layering it and keep building on it until we want people to think outdoor when they think of Virginia. And maybe before that, they wouldn't have. Out, outdoor for lovers? Yes, Virginia's for outdoor lovers. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing that in. Uh, so on that note, you know, you've got the brand, you've had the brand for years. What comes next? How do you keep it fresh and take the branding further? Is it sort of specializing and reaching these small groups? Uh, yes, to keep zeroing in on the historic life experience which can be different for everyone, but we want them to come with a destination experience in mind. But then we believe that once they do that or achieve that one core purpose, say they're going to the beach, they will also go experience history in Colonial Williamsburg. They will go to Mount Vernon, Thomas Jefferson's Monticello. They will really build on the texture of the experiences and just kind of keep going, you know, and then they'll go to a winery and a craft brewery. You know, they'll go to a farm to table experience. They're going to go, you know, to a farm where they can pick their own vegetables and or go fishing and cook the fish with the chef when they get back to the place. So we just want to keep it relevant to the consumer and what they would love in a vacation and to make it their very own. And again, build that historic life experience. And we want to do it without having to say it. Because you will never hear historic life experience in an ad, 
But what will resonate is that, wow, that you will see on someone's expression and, and how they talk about it. We just we try and change the conversation a lot for for what happens here stays here and uh, um, and dimensionalize it a little bit more and uh, and expand it. Um, one of the things that we ran into a little a little while ago was everybody was saying it, it, it can't stay there because of social. You know, everybody's going to share it. So there is no such thing as what happens here stays here. So that's when we that's when we came out with the protect the moment stuff and the Prince Harry stuff. And we started defending the people who would who would basically help us you know, keep the, keep the moment secret. And, uh, and it was super successful for a while and we still play off it every once in a while. Just, you know, we went at the NSA a little bit, uh, and told them not to reveal Vegas secrets. And we, 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 we can still kind of play that game, but we're also, um, you know, getting much more into the digital space and much more into the content space. And with hashtag, uh, whoosh, which is basically hashtag what happens to stays here, but we're, we're, we're moving that into kind of a surprise and delight program. That's all over the place where not only people will find out more about some of the things that you're talking about, Virginia, but some of the things that happen in Vegas, we also provide them with, you know, Per periscope hunts for mystery boxes that, that when they find it, they, they might get a free trip. Um, you know, places where we're going to have activations, where we're going to, where we're going to release some really, really fun products that are hashtag wish products for Vegas, where, where they're going to not only learn more about Vegas, they're, they're, they're going to get to kind of touch the brand in a different way than they've ever touched the brand before. So, um, yeah, it's, it's along the same lines. It's, it's, it's just changing the conversation, expanding the conversation on, on what it is and, and, uh, um, you know, keeping it, keeping it going in a lot of different ways. Rita, is it important to build, um, stories and content around, uh, the slogans so that it's not just a slogan, so that it's a deeper experience? Uh, Arnie just talked a bit about the social media play. What is Virginia doing to build conversations around it? Absolutely. Uh, with the influencers, with bloggers that we work with and having people tell their own story. So, for many you know years, content is king, but now context is king. So it's how are people experiencing it in a unique way that's, again, their own story to tell. And we do. We've seen so much growth in our own earn and our native campaigns. And I think all of it really has to come and live together, um, again, in the way that the consumer wants to present their lives to their friends and to share it. And, you know, we do... Uh, certain programs that um, will hopefully keep Virginia's developers fresh, like a Thursday is the new Friday. And, you know, just to keep it fun and, again, to use the hashtags and to have people, you know, creating their video. And, and now just these short videos are the things that we're using. And we try to use a combination of what we create and produce, but also what kind of falls in our laps that can be really fun and interesting that other people like to enjoy seeing other people enjoy. Arnie, you know, you were referring a little bit earlier to sort of uh, iterating and putting things online. How do you know when uh, branding is successful? You know, how do you know when one of these new things you're trying is working out? What are the signs of that? Well, it's funny. The signs are dashboards, really. Um, I mean, we look at so many different things as to whether these things are working or not, as to as to use of hashtag, as to as to awareness studies on the brand and where they've seen it. 
I mean, we do so many studies that um, it, it boggles the mind. I, I, I probably couldn't list them for you. Um, uh, our research guys could. We should have brought him in. He's really good at that. It would have been like a rolling thing of all of the all of all of the research that we do. But yeah, it's not that easy when you're talking the digital social space to measure these things and, and the activation space, especially. It's tough. But um, you know, we find ways and uh, uh, and we and we set goals for everything that we do. I mean, nothing that we do is uh, is without a, an ROI uh, goal and a and a measurement goal. It uh, doesn't matter what it is. And we look uh, every day. And, you know, you hear our agency talk about hours and, you know, even less than days. So if it's Arrivalist or it's Adara or if we're looking at TrendKite, all of those are measurement tools that we just zone into. And it's almost overly obsessive, probably, too. You yes. said that you would change yes, an ad. it is overly obsessive. <laughs> you know, the thought of every day you might go with something new because it didn't work in the moment. So it's maybe, you know, to, to put a break on it and, you know, when do you accelerate and when do you kind of, you know, just let something live out a little bit and have a life, let it breathe like, like a great wine, right? You can't just pop the cork and pour it down. You have to, uh, you know, give it some time. So to be measured in what can grow, find an audience and what really is truly not working, but there are some amazing tools out there to measure all of this. And it's fun. I mean, with the phone now, we can tell with uh, arrivalists when someone crosses the Virginia border and generally like where they go and what zip code they're in. It's kind of NSA-ish. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little freaky, but. So I'm, prob I'm probably asking the wrong two people about this since you both have a slogan and a, and a branding message that's been so successful and consistent, but when do you know it's time to kill a campaign or, or, or a slogan? What are the signs? Well, the, 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 the signs in, in, in my world um, would be when the people don't really want it anymore. I mean, you, you know, your consumers really own your brand. Uh, they kind of decide. I mean, I mean, if you if we decided we wanted to kill it uh, and consumers didn't want us to kill it, we'd, we'd be fairly stupid. Um, and we constantly do studies on it as to whether they want it and how they want it and and um uh they still they're still clamoring for it surprisingly after all this time i, I guess we've i guess we've done a pretty decent job at at you know dimensionalizing it and making it pretty much for everybody and so you know we don't we don't hear too many grumblings about them not wanting it anymore uh and so we we go with that yeah i guess for us um testing in a way, but also when our industry <laughs> starts talking to us about they don't like something or it really doesn't fit well. And uh, yes, also, if it just doesn't perform well, then we know. And you usually know now pretty quickly. You know, you don't have to spend millions of dollars and then decide, oh, my goodness, I went out and shot X number of spots or, you know, we produced all this collateral material and it's in the warehouse. What do we do? Yikes. But um and I think also with testing, we roll things out in phases so you don't go produce everything at once in every platform. You uh, give it a whirl on one or two different uh, platforms and then see how it does. And the other thing is people are still using it. I mean, people are still saying what happens here stays here, and it's, it's, it's pervasive here really still. And so when that's happening, that's also one of those things that tells us, you know, maybe we don't want to uh, let go. But 
if it wasn't that way, if consumers were telling us to let go, we'd let go. <laughs> and and if it right. wasn't the working, we'd let go. Trust me. Yeah, you're right. The consumer does own the brand, and they will ultimately tell you. And they're pretty vocal with their wallets, <laughs> credit cards. <laughs> Especially in Vegas. They're very vocal. <laughs> Especially in Vegas. <laughs> On that note, uh, are there any slogans outside of tourism that either of you hear and think, man, that's a good one? I always would go back in my head to much to much older ones. You know, I just... I just watched Art and Copy again with a bunch of ad students the other night, and um, um, I, I keep on going back to my head to, 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 to slogans that were so great, like Got Milk, and how they came about, and everything like that. So I'm, I'm sadly, I'm, I guess I'm old, and I'm old school, so uh, I, in, in my head, I'm going back to the ones that I, you know, I get tearful when I watch Art and Copy, by the way. I, 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 I love it so much, but uh, um, yeah. Um, I just go back to Got Milk and how unbelievable that was and how incredible it was and how it started out as something longer and, uh, and, and Goodby, you know, chopped it down to Got Milk and, and they went for it. So, yeah. Um, so, Rita, for Virginia, you talked a bit about the next steps for the evolution of, 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 the, of the, the messaging. Um, Tell me a little bit more about what's next for, for Virginia's For Lovers. We um, see growth in historic life experiences, and we see growth in what people want to do in Virginia and investments. Uh, we have a tourism development program that's really intended to help develop tourism product where we don't have it. And again, when I speak of outdoor, we have a new trail, for example, called Spearhead Trail. And it's all about amazing ATV experiences in the southwestern mountainous part of the state. Uh, we've developed an oyster trail that connects the watermen with the oyster producers, with the wineries, with the craftspeople, uh, with the um, lodging establishments. So it's all like a world that's being created to help Virginia's for lovers. And again, this historic life experiences, because if you can make it easy and accessible for the consumer to go find it, and if you can put the itineraries together that they can go, wow, I can swipe a card and I can, you know, book my vacation online and it's, it's simple and easy. And if they've looked at these, you know, 20 some sites before they start to make a purchase decision, we just want to make it something that we can hand them in a nice package with a bow on it and say, get yourself to Virginia right now. So again, keeping Virginia's forlovers going and making the experiences even broader and more textured. We call it uh, kind of hub and spoke. There's a hub reason they're visiting, but all the spokes around it are other experiences that they're going to have. And then to have the development side, sort of the economic development part of it, if you will, where we can help with gap financing, we can help with that through a growth fund, and we have the leverage marketing grants program that can help with uh, innovative and new marketing campaigns where they where a locality, a destination marketing group, or a private entity has to have three paid partners in order to play. So all those are ways. Uh, I'm just curious, Arnie, outside of Vegas and your existing clients, what's the destination you'd love to get your hands on the most? Well, I, there, there's a destination I, 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 I love being in, Barcelona. <laughs> but I love being in it probably more than I want 
I probably want to have it. But uh, we were talking about it today, and uh, um, you know who has a really interesting challenge in front of them, but probably could be incredible is is Cuba. Uh, surprisingly enough, and uh, um, when somebody mentioned that to me, I went, "Wow, that would be that would be a really uh, fun and challenging destination." And and we're you know we really like challenges here, and we like to look at things and that 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 are going to be tough, but have tons of potential and tons of kind of truth to them. And so uh, it would be that would be a pretty fun one for us to do. How do you think Welcome Back would work for Cuba? How do I think Welcome Back could work? Yeah. I don't know. I hate to, we haven't I hate seen to, you in a while. I hate to say anything until I've done the research and until I've uh, until I've done but but it sounds great. Thank you. That's all, Jason's on to something. Right. That's all I wanted to hear. That's all I wanted to hear. I, I, I want to thank both of you for joining us today. Um, uh, I, I think that for most people, the phrases, the tourism phrases that are really stuck in their heads mean something. And so, um, and I know that destinations look up to places like Vegas and Virginia. It's like, I want a, I want a phrase like that. And so it's, it's great to get your input on these things. So thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Thanks. Andrew. Thank you very much. 